get right to David Dietz, President, Chief Investment Strategist at Point View Wealth Management. We've had some positive vaccine news this week, again, and the markets have had uh, fluctuations based on headlines, vaccine headlines, good news, or COVID close downs, bad news. How do you interpret it and what's your takeaway? So the three big issues confronting investors as we came into November, two of them really have been um, worked out in investors' favor here. The most important one, as you just alluded to, Nicole, is who would have thought that we'd have not just one, but two vaccines that are showing 95% efficacy and one going in front of the FDA today and is most likely to be distributed before year end. That's just fabulous news. And one of the reasons that the market's on track for one of its best November since 1938. The other one, of course, for people who are on tender hooks was the election outcome. Would we be in litigation? Would there be violent protests? Basically, we've got a decision there, and it's going to be a transition to Vice President Biden. So that's off the table. There's one last aspect that investors were looking for, which is stimulus. And that does uh, pose some difficulty here because it looks like, depending on what happens in Georgia on January 5th, that the government will be divided and we're going to have less stimulus than many investors had hoped for. And of course, we just saw last night with uh, the Treasury Secretary Mnuchin pulling back some of the money that had been allocated to Federal Reserve. It was in accordance with law. But it looks like as the vaccine news comes out and we've got some divisions in the government that there may be just a little bit less fiscal support. But by and large, the vaccine trumps all. And therefore, we think there's going to be a tremendous earnings rebound in about 95 percent of the market next year. Tremendous earnings rebound in most of the market. So that must make it a little bit easier to make your stock picks. How are you going about making some stock picks? I know that Intel is a name on your list. It's down about 25% this year, while some of the other names in the group are all hitting highs. I saw M-Chip, LAM Research, um, AMAT, you know, all these sort of tech names. AMAT, KLC, LAM Research, all at new highs today. Uh, Microchip 2. But Intel's been sort of a laggard. It's not exactly the same, but similar. So the criticism on Intel is merely the nuts and bolts of chip manufacturing. It doesn't have any kind of, you know, newfangled thing that is going to work in one particular application. But I think what I like about Intel is it's going to play well with the recovery trade. It's going to be used in ultimately artificial intelligence, ultimately autonomous driving, uh, robotics and so forth, which are going to increase as this economy improves next year as the pandemic hopefully starts to recede. Unlike many other chip applications and, and tech applications, for example, e-commerce, which reached their peak when we we're all locked down at home and may have a little less applications, people decide they might want to buy something by getting in the car and going somewhere as opposed to having it dropped off at their door. Meanwhile, of course, a big problem with technology is valuations. With those bank stocks up about right. 75%, no one thinks they can grow 75% a year. Intel, of course, has trailed this year, but you've got that 3% dividend. It's well covered. So I think that you've got at about nine times earnings. You've got decent valuation, great growth prospects. It seems to cover all the bases for, for us. Yeah. I want to get to uh, China Mobile, but as we're talking about names that have been beaten down or left out a little bit, Wells Fargo? 
Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think that it, as the pandemic recedes, you're going to be see more demand for money, a little less support from the Federal Reserve. People think the interest rates are going to be pinned down for years. Well, just in one week, trading futures market said that the initial rate hike is, was pulled forward one year because of the news on the vaccines. So it, at some point, I think we're going to see higher interest rates. There's going to be manna from heaven from financial institutions as interest rates govern the most important product they have, which is their loans and investments. And of course, yeah. we're all concerned What's the health of that loan portfolio as people get back to work? I think that loan portfolio will be healthier. Wells Fargo, of course, is one of your national franchises here. Uh, they're covering the, the middle market. Of course, they're not involved so much in trading. You know, we just had on Eva Ados, and she was all about China. China Mobile's on your list. Tell me more. Yeah, so, you know, most professional fund managers are targeting growth in the emerging markets. The problem is, just like in the United States, that so much of it is right at the top with the Alibabas and so forth. Just below that, there's some great values. China Mobile controls 59% of all the wireless communications in China, which, of course, is <laughs> the second largest economy in the face of the earth and certainly the, the fastest growing. We know there's just going to be a big upgrade of, of use and development with 5G. Meanwhile, you have China Mobile at a 52-week low, great dividend over 6%, about seven times earnings. The icing on the cake for me is it's one of the stocks that the government, U.S. government has said cannot be owned by U.S. citizens. Guess what's going to be one of the first things to be reversed in the new administration? So I'll take that 10% right. pullback for something that's very short term and will be reversed. Americans should have the right to invest anywhere right. in the world, including China Mobile. And then you have Gilead and Exxon. Give me a yeah, so let, let's go. Let's let's. The easy one is Exxon. What are we going to be doing this Thanksgiving? Basically nothing. No one's getting the car and going anywhere. No one's getting on the plane. So demand for oil is totally um, in the sewer. So let's go fast forward a year from now. With any hope at all, with these vaccines, we're going to be busting out of our homes, going to visit grandma, going to visit the kids. Oil demand is going to skyrocket. The com comparisons are going to be tremendous. Oil prices go up. Exxon's a no-brainer because it's the largest on the planet. Yeah, yeah. And Gilead, did you have a quick thought? Give me 10 seconds. Yeah, absolutely. So it's one of your blue chip pharmaceutical companies. All the pharma companies are a little bit down because people are worried about the case in front of the Supreme Court concerning the ACA, a little concerned about the new administration coming in and what tack they may take with healthcare companies. That's why Mr. Buffett got into various healthcare companies in, in August. The one we like is Gilead. It's number one in HIV, number one in Hep C, just made a great uh, acquisition. Uh, uh, last summer. And of course, they're also get, tiding through this period of the pandemic with their resmedivir. It, yeah. If the stock is down a little bit now because WHO has put, said thumbs down, we think it's basically because they think it's too expensive, but it does have efficacy according okay. to the FDA. I think they're going to make money with it. Ah, David Dietz, great to see you. Thank you. And it's a good preview to our next guest. David Dietz, President, Chief Investment Strategist, Point View Wealth Management. Thank you.